Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Um, first of all, congratulations, have an amazing coaching career, but now have officially become part of Holger Runa's team just last month. Great week in Paris, congratulations. Talk to us about that week and, and what you both learned from that week. I know that this week in Paris has been really under the spotlight because, uh, of course, it's the biggest tournament, the Masters 1000, and what Holger has achieved during that week was amazing, beating five top tens, including well, number one, Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic in final. So, of course, it caught all the attention. I think it's uh, the result first of his uh, global progression throughout the years uh, and the incredible job he's doing with Lars. Uh, they have a very interesting story because Lars was the first person to give him a, a racket and to have him hit some balls and he's still working with him after so many years and he's really built of course uh, uh, Holger is an incredible character and he has this uh, fire inside him but together they have built uh, an incredible player uh, who has been uh, progressing non-stop since his uh, young age and this progression this year is incredible uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing, this week in Paris was just uh, the end of a tournée that has been very successful. Uh, we had one week preparation. That was the first week we've been really working full-time together. And then uh, Holger played Stockholm, that he won, beating Stefanos Tsitsipas in final. Then he played the final in ba Basel the week after, and then he won Paris. So I more see Paris as, uh, I would say, the, the consequence of what happened the weeks before. And uh, what did happen that I think was uh, w w made a difference in Holger's game, uh, I think uh, the work uh, lately has helped him be very clear on what his game was about, what his strengths were about, and to focus on it during the matches, and to be able to have a game plan extremely clear. That's the first thing. And the second thing, uh, he's, uh, he's improved a lot also dealing with emo his emotions during the matches. It's a struggle for all the players. We all know that tennis is super demanding in terms of dealing with the, all the emotions that you go through throughout the match. And Holger is young and uh, it has been something that he has struggled with. And I think lately he's much more uh, in control of his emotions and when uh, they go a bit too far he's able to handle them better. So that's why he's been able to achieve uh, so much in these tournaments. And uh, I think when he arrived in Paris, he had really uh, a lot of confidence through the matches won, but also having experiencing, uh, experienced, sorry, uh, dealing with his emotions in many matches in a row, and also uh, having a much clearer game plan experience also throughout the matches. There is nothing that will ever replace the matches. And I think the matches, and I see it like that, is a moment when you can do so much work because if you prepare well for the matches during the matches you can improve a lot of things and that's what he's been doing and that's why he's been able to do so well in Paris and the last thing but I'm not going to be so long in every question yes. I answered all the questions already um, and the last thing is uh, you always need a bit of luck and he made his own luck because in the first round he had to save three match points against Stan and uh, you know if he would have lost one of those points Paris would have never happened, but uh, I guess uh, it happened this way for a reason. And the uh, experience of the last weeks with all those victories helped him go through and being able to play uh, his best when it was the most necessary. I, I want to talk about a couple things within that answer. The, the progression in particular, because you've known Holger since he was 13, um, and also the progression not only in his tennis, but emotionally that you kept consistently saying. 
But it's happened actually pretty quickly for him. I think slow progression is, is key, but for him, it's, it's happened pretty quickly. What, for you as a coach, do you focus on to be able to get that success so quickly? Um, when I jump on board, my goal is to make a difference. Otherwise, uh, it's no point being on board. Uh, so every time I think, where can I make a big difference? And of course, the faster the better. Of course, we're not in a rush. But I believe that the players who are going to go to the top of the game, they don't lose time. And if you look at their progression, all of them, they've been super fast. So if you can make some things click and make a big difference fast, the players will always go further. So when I started with Holger, I know him for many years. He's been incredibly impressive in terms of progression. But this year has been a bit up and down. Of course, many more ups and huge ups with the quarterfinal in Rogeros, for example, uh, which is, was great. His first ATP title that he had in Munich before. So big ups, but then long downs. Uh, the whole summer was not good. And the reason, I tried to understand the reason why this happened. And this just gives me a lot of feedback on the things that need to be progressed on. And I, of course, my goal is to make those, pro to make those progresses happen as early as possible. I'm not rushing and telling him it has to happen now, but we, we work on finding the keys to make a difference in his game. Definitely the two points that were potentially making, would make a big difference is being more clear about his game, because when I was looking at his matches, they were a uh, different Holger during the match. Uh, a very offensive Holger, very defensive Holger. Uh, a Holger that was in the middle. Uh, sometimes he was returning for a position, then completely changing his position. He was looking, kind of looking, because he's an incredible competitor. This is natural. He has that since he's a kid. And as an incredible competitor, he's looking for solutions. When the things are vague and not clear enough, the solutions can go from uh, A to Z, and you get lost there. And in a way, you can lose matches because you're not using what you do best. So it was very important for me to help him. And of course, we did everything with Lars. Clarify his game, his game plan, his game style, and go to every match with a super simple and clear plan. And his only goal was to be able to achieve this plan that was depending only on him. This takes a lot of emotion away because the emotion comes from the lack of control. And I always give this example to the players. I, I ask them, are you scared in a plane? 99% answer yes. And I, then I ask them, are you scared when you are in a car? You're not driving. The, the, you have a driver. You're sitting next to the driver and the guy drives 200 kilometers per hour in the city. Crazy scared. Okay, now take the wheel and do it yourself. You're scared? Much less. Why? Because you have the control. When you play a match, you don't have the control of everything because it depends on many factors and, of course, the opponent. So if you focus only on winning, it's something that, it, that is, becomes so important and that escapes from your control. This is super scary and it brings crazy emotion that most of the guys are, are really struggling to deal with. So we take that away and we focus only on goals that depend on him and that uh, he can control completely. And it solves a bit also the emotional problem. It solves both a piece of the emotional problem and it clear, clarify his game plan, putting together what he does best. But when those emotions rise during a match, because they will, because there's going to be frustrations, always challenges, what are some keys that you tell your players to be able to handle it in those tough moments? 
first of all, I don't think there is a magic. Otherwise, we would all know by then uh, about this magic and we would all use it. I think there is. this is very personal. Uh, I think it's very important that players are aware of the moments of emotion because a lot of times emotion take them, they don't even realize. And once the emotion takes control, it's too late. I, uh, I like analogies, as you could see. I, I see, uh, you remember this movie, Alien? 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 Yeah, with Sigourney yeah. Weaver. So uh, for me, emotion is that during a match. It's, it's a very little alien that is inside you. It's an alien because at some point, this alien can grow and take completely control. And you see players at a low level completely lose it. But even at high level, in a way, lose matches because of they lose control of their emotions. And it's an alien because it's, it's a fight. You know, it's a fight. You have to fight your emotions. And you know it because you've gone through that as every single tennis player in the world. So the question is, how can I deal with my little alien to avoid letting this alien become too big? Because when it's too big, you lose control. So keep it small. So you have to be aware of the moments when emotion starts to kick in to stop it. And then we discuss with the player, we find solutions that is depending on the player. I, help, I, I don't tell them you have to do that. We work on solutions. And, uh, and it's a constant fight because I always say that a tennis match, you have two fights in one. You fight yourself and then you fight the opponent. But if you lose against yourself, there is no way you're going to beat the opponent. So this first fight with you, with yourself, with your emotions, this is the first one you have to win. And I help the players also see it that way, which helps them a lot. Because they, they are competitors, they like challenges. And uh, and no, and uh, I, I was about to say that Holger is big on challenges. He loves challenges, so I challenge him a lot. I, and when he sees it at challenges, it's super exciting to win this one. So we find solutions. I'm not going to ask you to name specific players, but are there some solutions that stood out to you that you were like, wow, that that's amazing, where it just clicked for someone? I think there is honestly there is always solutions. I always see it like that. I never saw uh, a problem without solutions. Uh, but you have to accept that there is something to solve, both of the parties, the player and the and the coach, and together we work for we work on it. If both of them want to work on it, by discussing, by understanding what uh, phenomena are happening inside, we have a good chance to solve the, the things. And we've always solved the problems. It takes more or less time. In the case of Olger, it went very fast, and I'm not I'm not saying. It's over, it's solved. It's never solved. As I said, it's a constant fight with yourself. Um, what I'm, but what is important to understand is the more you win this fight against yourself, match after match, the stronger you become to win this fight. It's like winning matches, in a way. You win a match with yourself, you get stronger. It's the same for uh, uh, players who lack intention of play. When the players lack intention of play, which can be another problem that has to be solved, the more they lose in terms of intention of play, the, more, the less they do it, the less they're going to do it. The more they're able to force themselves having intention, the more they'll be able to do it. Um, so you, they have to, it, it's like a muscle. And you have to reinforce that muscle every day. And it's a constant fight, and you have to accept it. It's never going to be over. And I think even the, the, the player who is the best in the world at controlling his emotion, if at some point he doesn't pay attention to it, again, he's going to lose this fight. So it's a constant fight. Continuing with emotions and, 
having the matches and the, the importance of having matches in that pressure play. I want to focus on the experiences as well, how valuable you think those are as far as Runa having been a hitting partner at the Anita Finals a few years ago, going to Next Gen last year, and now being here as an alternate um, in Turin. Those experiences, how, how much, how valuable is that to become stronger? I believe that it's very important for players to be able to play with the best for many reasons. For an obvious reason, it's the quality of the tennis they get. And you know that the more you're challenged, the more you're able to improve. So this is extremely important. And, um, and also it gives you so many uh, information about yourself. Uh, because the best in the world show you where you're weak, where you should improve. So the experience of Holger uh, being a hitting partner at the, the ATP Finals was incredible, and I know he, he still thinks about it, how important that was for him, being able to play with the best in the world. Uh, same in, at the NITO Finals, he's absolutely loved it, but same also at my academy, where he plays with, uh, he played when he was 14, 15, he was hitting with uh, Stefanos, with uh, uh, Daniel, Medvedev, guys like that, and for a junior, I mean, 15, you're very, very junior, incredible experience and also it feeds your appetite you see them you're able to, you want to be them in one day to be able to hit with them you feel you're getting a bit closer to your dream and it brings extra motivation so it's it's only positives i think uh, when you're lucky enough to have this chance it's great being here i wouldn't say so because i feel that now you know he plays those guys for real every day actually he beat a few, a few of them uh, so he doesn't see it as a chance but you know if you have a chance to play, you have to take it. Yeah, and we need to mention he got into the top 10 too. That's a credible achievement. So what would he get out of this week, knowing that he feels like, you both feel like he's already at that level because he's beaten these guys? Yeah, no, no, it's, it, the week was great. The week was great here because uh, he's been playing with all the top guys every day, uh, playing sets. Uh, so having kind of feel of competition, even though it's not really competition. Of course, it's not ideal because it's a great preparation and he's going to go on holidays after here. So preparation for nothing, but it's experience. And what is great is every time he played those top guys, he had game plans. I mean, we have game plans before every match. And uh, he kind of can experience them during the practice matches also and gets more feel of it. Gets uh, It's a constant work and nothing replaces matches and even practice matches are uh, great in a way that it's the closest experience to a real match that you can have. To be playing practice match with Novak, he played sets with Novak, with Daniel. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing, you know. So, no, it's great. We're happy. He's, he's happy. Yeah. He loves what he's doing. I, mean, I think if it's one of the things that he, that is really great in him. He's enjoying tennis so much. He's really passionate about this sport. Uh, he plays with passion all the time. He practices with passion, and when he's not doing it, guess what he's doing? He's watching tennis on YouTube all the time. Well, I, I want to say congratulations again, not on everything, but also just, you know, getting with the Runa team and having such a success already. But congratulations and best of luck to you guys. Thank you, Jill.